Hello everyone and welcome to Wolford Weekly, your weekly EastEnders podcast where this week we'll be discussing the episodes released on the BBC in the UK from Monday the 9th to Thursday the 12th of May 2022. I am your co-host, my name is Alex and as always every week I cannot do this alone, I would be very lonely and very sad. So here he is, it's Rob everyone, hello Rob! Hello Alexander, I am very well thank you, how are you? Hello everybody, hope you are all fabulous this week, how are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. Um, as good. always, Rob, <laughs> before we start recording, I said, Rob, just make sure you talk for about 10 to 15 seconds. This no, you is said new 20. Software. What's the, mon- <laughs> what the monologue? So I was like 20 You want me to just go into Alan Bennett mode and just start talking <laughs> to the camera for half an hour? Well, it wasn't even, it wasn't even 10 seconds. It was about five seconds. How are you, Alex? And throw straight back. We're on new software here. And so yes. I'm just trying to learn it and I'm just trying to get used to it. And Rob just doesn't, he's such a rule breaker. Rob, Never work with children, animals or Rob, it turns yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Anyone, anyone who's planning to work with Rob, do not do not even contemplate the idea because he is both child and animal. Anyway, Rob, have you had a lovely week this week? Yes, thank you. It was absolutely lovely. I'm now off for a week. I'm going to London at the weekend. I'm off to see Wicked. So, which I haven't Are seen you? before. I am. You uh, that so, I know. I thought, I thought I'd leave. I thought I'd leave it for the podcast. So your live reaction. So yes, oh, I uh, off for a week. Uh, going on Sunday morning, which means I've got to be up at the crack of dawn on Sunday morning, which I don't like doing. But how does you know, Dawn feel about that? Uh, well, the <laughs> you. Um, but yes, other than that, uh, I'm very well. Looking forward to not being at work for a week. Uh, and all as always, Alex, looking forward to discussing another week in our favourite fictional borough in London. Yes, as am I. I mean, there's there's been a few going on on the square again this week. Um, it was one, a time. It I was, was going to say, one strikes, <laughs> strikes quite the chord uh, on social media this ah. week. And obviously, we're going to leave that discussion to the very, very end. And as, as always, if there's some time, we'll also do I Ain't Want to Gossip, where we're discussing your, dis- uh, your comments that you sent to us on our social media. And also, there's a little bit of news, too. So hopefully, we'll be able to squeeze that in. However, we are starting then with the... Uh, yes, there is some news. We are starting, though, first of all, with Janine. And uh, she is... Well, Janine, we're going to start with, and she is uh, still manipulating Rick. Um, yes. Uh, and she's trying to get her own way. Linda is still uh, falling off the wagon hard every week. Mm. And she is now being told by Zach that she needs to curb it a little bit. He's not saying, he's not telling her to stop. No. <laughs> God forbid. God forbid you stop, stop drinking. Linda. Don't stop, Linda. <laughs> just curb it. Just you know, make sure you do it between the hours of eight and nine when all the kids are in bed. I mean, do you know what? This whole thing with Linda, and this is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing to say. There is a side of me that hope that Linda's never sobers her up, never sobers up. I love Linda when she's drunk. <laughs> Linda Carter turns into Nikki Graham when she's pissed, and I absolutely love it. Oh, bless her. <laughs> she comes out with some cracking one-liners when she's drunk. What did she say? What did she say? Oh yeah, yeah. It'll just be me, Annie, and this glass of wine on the street. I, I loved it. I love it when she's in this mode. She's hilarious. But she was found in Wolford East, wasn't she? And she was slow yeah. in her words, not looking very, very well Off her at face. all. Off her no. face. I was surprised Wolford East let her have her own drink. Oh, you know what Well, Pete didn't care because he was beaten up. He was he was nursing a, a beating yes. this week. Yes. More on that later. Mm-hmm. Um, so who was running? I suppose it was Bobby. So Bobby's a bit nervous, isn't he? So yeah, don't, Bobby's not going to deal with Linda drunk, is he? No, he can barely <laughs> no. deal with Janine in Clingfilm, let alone Linda drunk. Mm. It's not going to yeah. happen, is it? <laughs> yeah. He just comes. He comes out with a mop and bucket and starts cleaning up. Yeah, the just keep with the vomit. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> yeah. fine. You carry on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mick felt a bit sorry for uh, Linda and kind of took her in, didn't he, and kind of looked after her. Janine seemed to be quite caring as well, but do you think this is all a bit of an act by Janine? Of course it's an act by Janine. Yeah. It's always an act by Janine. No, the thing is with Janine at the moment, Janine seems to be sort of missing the... What I think Janine is actually doing at the moment is missing the opportunity of it's actually being presented to her. Because Janine is... Because Janine is so selfish, she's completely ignoring the fact that Mick is going to be you know, sort of irritated by the fact that he keeps having to help Linda. The fact that mm. Linda had to be taken back to the Vic and put in put in Nancy's room. It's my room. It's, that is my room. Love that as well. Love Linda drunk. Um, <laughs> I'm not encouraging alcoholism, by the way, but Linda McCarter makes it glamorous. Um, but the thing is, I think Janine seems to be thinking that this is somehow making Mick more attracted to Linda again. You know, as though as though he's remembering fond times when he had to hold yes. her hair back as she was <laughs> necking vodka and vomiting down the loo, you know, and um, barely able to walk. Yeah. Um, so you would think that she would actually take advantage of that, uh, but she's not doing that. What she's actually doing is being annoyed that Linda is still in in their life. So I think from here on in, because she had a she had a face of thunder at the end of the week, didn't she? She looked as though Janine type things were going on in her head as far as Linda was concerned. Yes, more plotting so, from Janine. Yes, so I think next week uh, she's going to probably try and step up some form of game plan a little bit, isn't mm. she? Again, Janine... I've forgotten about Scarlet. Scarlet's off the agenda again. Could care less about Scarlet again. She's got her. That's it. We won't <laughs> see Scarlet again for months. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to mention Scarlet, actually, because at the beginning of the week she did plan a butterfly trail trip with Scarlet. She pulled her out of yes. school. And as London a sorry is known for, the... for its huge collection of butterflies right. in the streets. <laughs> and, horse, and horse stables, where Patricia is... Resident, yes, resident at the moment. You know all these yes. things, this nature reserve in London that it seems to be only Janine knows of. Yes, uh, but she she's been forgiven by Scarlett for being left out on the street. Sonia even commended her for her motherliness, her mother, her motherly care for uh, Scarlett yes. this week. So she's winning friends back, isn't she? And she's kind of convincing people. So do you think she sees that, like maybe like the softly, softly kind of catchy monkey type approach is the way to go? And that's why she's kind of taking a step back from what you know. Instead of kind of going straight in and saying, "Oh, Mick, you should just dump Linda. Just forget about him. Just forget about her." That's yeah, why she's well, kind think... of taking a step back rather than yeah. Well, I think it. yeah. I think she. Well, I think the thing is, I think she knows that that isn't going to work because she has to bear in mind. Uh, if you know, if anything, having Scarlett around is sort of reminding her that uh, parenthood is quite a bonding contract. So the fact that Linda is the mother of mixed children, they have that bond. Janine can't deny that bond. Janine isn't naive enough to realise that that bond has, you know, is just going to disappear just because she's around. All right. So I think what Janine's plan is now is just that she's just going to try and just physically remove Linda out of the way. I think she's going. I think she's going to try and get a sack from the Vic. Um, because that's not working as far as Janine's concerned. No. Linda is just Linda is basically in the way, and when people are in the way of Janine Butcher, then they're in trouble. So well, I think they that it's going to yeah. Well, yeah, this is the thing. On the subject of people dying, okay, I right. this seems like a good enough time to throw this mad theory that landed in my head, this nerve wracking theory that landed in my head um, over the week. You know, Mick's leaving. Do you think? Do. do you well? Yes. Um, do you think <laughs> that there's any possibility that Janine might? murder Mick. I don't want it to happen but do you think that that's a possibility? Because really? you know, she's known for murdering oh, just because, What circumstances? Well, for I'm the money? Just... For the... Because she wants no, the No, I mean, it might even be accidentally. It might even be accidentally <laughs> but I can just see I can just see like sort of Mick and Linda sort of getting back together again and Janine being all furious about it and her doing something insane to try and get her revenge and Mick ending up dying or something in the process. It seems like a very Janine type scenario. 
I feels like they're doing it. They'll do a that'd be a very Pat Butcher type end for the character. Do you know what I mean? Like the the actor kind of is leaving, but doesn't want to wants the option yeah. to come back. And yeah. the producers are like, nope, <laughs> you're out, you're out, and you're nope. you to deal with you, Sky. Yeah. We ate them, we ate Sky. <laughs> so your character's going to the Sky. Enjoy that. Yeah. So, I don't know. Oh, wow. I that, yeah, I don't want it to happen. Don't get me wrong. I don't want Mick to die because Mick is the sort of character that we need to kind of keep in the wings and kind of keep in the archives yeah. so that he can come back at some point. You know, when mm. Danny Dyer realizes that Sky is rubbish, you know, and wants to, and wants to come back. Just you know, other other networking side people are available. Yeah. Um, so I. I, I don't want Mick to die, but it just seems like getting in bed with Janine Butcher, whether you actually get in bed with her or not, is uh, a dangerous route for any character to go down, especially when you're, you know, in a relationship with her. Janine has her history yeah. with uh, with men, you know. If Mick were to die under her hand, it would be, what, number four in terms of men? <laughs> so you have Barry, um, the guy, the, the Jewish Michael, guy. Michael Moon. Michael. The Jew- tried to, oh, yeah, the, yeah the Michael guy. Moon. She tried to kill Ryan numerous, on numerous occasions. So yeah, it's not like it's... Wasn't it's it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not like it's beyond her remit, is it? So... I know, but she feels... She, 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 it feels different with Janine and Mick, for me. For me, when I see Janine with Mick, Janine's very different. She does. It, it, there seems to be actual care toward him mm. so it feel, i feel like he has to do something very wrong for her to actually have like cheat killer intentions but, but, is she, but is she, is she it's pride with janine though as well isn't it like janine yeah. is somebody who like if you embarrass her like that and she would see that as the ultimate humiliation to be cheated on like you saw how she was with ryan when when he when he cheated with when he cheated with stacy yeah. She went outside, kicked a pram over because she thought they had the baby inside it. The woman's unstable <laughs> when, she gets in, when she gets in that mode. So I think anything's possible. Like I said, I don't want Mick to die, but no. I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that, that if Janine's involved in his exit, that might be something. Because then what you've also got is, Janine, technically Mick and Linda would be reconciled, which would give their relationship itself the happy ending that viewers would sort of be craving. And yet yeah. it keeps Linda around and Mick leaves. But this is one. If you get Mick and Linda back together, though, it means mm. that. Oh, so I see what you're saying. So if Mick gets killed, then Linda can stay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I still can't see. I can't see a future for Linda being there. With I think Mick. you're mad when you say things like that. Really, like, Linda, I just oh, can't. I think, yeah, I, can't. I completely can't. She's got a whole family there. You can bring members of the Carter family back. Lee could return. There's. So much. Well, there's only Nancy there. there. It's only Nancy yeah, there's only Nancy there, there in a minute. But like, I mean, you could bring you could bring people back. You could, you know, Lee's around. They could Johnny, give us a new Johnny. We don't need a new Johnny. Johnny. We want the original Johnny, not Johnny oh, well, two. Though. No, not Johnny two. But Johnny, what? Well, Johnny one's not coming back, is he? Come on, for goodness sake, he's been like Silent he Witness good. these days. He was good, mm-hmm. but you know, he's, he, he was in an episode of Silent Witness, and then he went on to play Leatherface in um in uh the Chainsaw Massacre film. Apparently. Oh, right. Well, there you go. It's not my sort. It's, not your, it's more your sort of film than mine, isn't it? I don't really... I don't go in for all that. Not the remakes, though. No, I, just, I like the original. They hooked up on I'll the hook. All kind of stuff. It's all good fun. You're an odd <laughs> person, aren't you? You're very, you're very odd. <laughs> there we go. Then. So, yeah. well, do let us know in the comment section below what you... what do you, has, Have you had any seedlings in your head as to how Mick might leave? Give us your theories in the comment section below, please, because we'd love to hear them. Mm. Also, you can get in touch with us on Twitter um, or Instagram at Wolford Weekly, or you can find our uh, Facebook group. Uh, always do a search Wolford Weekly podcast. But yeah, I'd be interested to know what people see because we're getting close to yeah. it now. So, where how is yes. Nick going to go? How is Nick going to go? Is he going to go out in a coffin or in a black cab? Let us That's know. Nice. 
Right. Uh, the next story we're going to talk about is Sam, uh, who wants to buy the club, Ruby's Club, and change the name to it to Peggy's. Which I think is a horrible name. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. I <laughs> Wait, just... come on. They've already named a child uh, Peggy after Peggy. They didn't oh, name yeah, the they club did, after they? Peggy. Yeah. They didn't even name no, but after The thing club. is, though, I rather think that... But this, this is the thing. I don't think that Peggy would want her want herself named after that club whatsoever. No, exactly. Peggy she was, wasn't any association Peggy, Peggy, wouldn't want the, Peggy wouldn't want a rival business named after her that would put the dick in danger. <laughs> she would hate that. But exactly. I think the only reason that Sam has even said that is because she needed to get inside Phil's head. And Phil's yes. kind of simple like that, isn't he? And Phil was like, yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, keep the Mitchell name going. Yeah, spread the Mitchell name. Everything should be called Mitchell. Everything. All the chippy Phil's. His eyes did light up when the name Peggy yes. was dropped in front yes. of him. Exactly. Um, but his eyes exactly. also wandered in other directions as well, because it looks as though he's getting a bit of trouble in prison. He keeps saying it's a young yes. man's game prison, as if it's an occupation or something. And Cat's uh, <laughs> yeah, lost his touch, looking... hasn't he? Yeah, he's lost his touch. So do you think Phil's in a lot of trouble in prison as well? And that's another Oh, is Phil being bullied? Phil, I think he might being be. Bullied. Phil, he's Phil is being medicine. bullied. Being bullied by the big boys. Oh. <laughs> you have to wonder what is going on. I wonder if this is going to be one of those very, very rare occasions where we actually see somebody that's involved in Phil's wheeling and dealings. Because quite often with Phil's sort of business things, they're there as a convenient thing that we never meet the people involved unless they're mm. actually relevant to the plot. Um, and it's just, you know, some, you know, Shirley will go off and deal with business in Spain. We have no idea what the business is whatsoever. We don't, we're not told. Shots. We don't need to know that sort of thing. You know, little things like plot details. We don't need to know that. Who needs um, plot? Wonder, so, yeah. So there might be something going on in prison that we are yet to learn. Because Bill seems to be trying to, you know, still keep some fingers in pies, so to speak, doesn't he? Whilst he's in prison. Yes. So I, I wonder if... Like, you know, he's met some rivals or, you know, you know what Walford prisons are like, you know, anything anything goes down in a Walford prison. Things If things go down in a Walford Square when you haven't been, been arrested, imagine what they do in the prisons. Wow. It's, it's chaos in prison. So, it's like exactly. Prison Break Series 3. Do yes. you think that Jonah has some kind of influence on what's going on in the prison? And that's why well, Phil, it's Phil very wants possible. to one-up on Jonah as well? Well, yes, it's very possible because uh, Jonah has been, was trying to buy rubies, nail peggies. Uh, and <laughs> Not yet. He... Soon to be Peggy. <laughs> well, actually, bearing in, I think that that both the question of Ruby. Uh, do you think this that sort of just cemented the fact that Ruby's not coming back now because her club I is gone? It is. I think it is, and it's a real shame because yeah, Ruby was such a, a good character, but they just slowly drained her of any kind of I don't know any kind of need to be on the show any further. By the point that when she did leave the show, you kind of understood that that was her ending. They kind yeah. of left it open ended when she left. But I think now time has enough time has passed for us to kind of think where well, we don't really need Ruby back, which I think is a great show. She has so got Ruby a Martin baby good... inside her. She has got a Martin baby, possibly in prison now uh, with her, I guess. Maybe, well, that's, I'm... maybe that's the kid that's giving Phil problems. There's an evil little baby like Shuey Griffin. <laughs> <just sat laughs> with there. a rattle, rattle with spikes coming out of it. Like, Damn, you're that woman! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, anything's possible. Uh, yes. So I mean, yeah. So I suppose that seems to just that seems to, that seems to have parked Ruby for for now. But you know, you never know. Um, yeah. So Sam uh, witnesses Jonah attempting to buy this club, and immediately tries to uh, get one over on the situation. So presumably Jonah is trying to sort of set his set his turf in Albert Square at the moment, isn't he? So something's going on with Jonah. He's Jonah seems like the sort of person who would have connections in prison. Because these sorts yes. of people always do. So clearly, in my mind, Jonah's connections are giving Phil some issues whilst he's in prison. I think um, that sounds fathomable. 
Yes, so something's going on. So I'm intrigued to know that because I quite like it when Phil is uh, nervous. Because we don't see yeah. Phil nervous that often. So it's nice to see Phil nervous. Um, so what do you think? Any theories? Or what do you think might be going on? And who are those two big boys that Phil doesn't seem to like? I mean, I think you've, you've summed it up with saying it's, it's probably, I think it's probably okay. linked with Jonah. And that's why he's kind of kind of wanting to buy the club. And so I think... Because there was a few times when Phil's little eyes lit up when Sam yes. was talking to him about the club and Kat was off at the uh, coffee machine kind of looking over, like going, oh, what, what do we um, oh, C7? Cat. Is that a hot chocolate? <laughs> um, so, but, uh, so, in prison? Wow. You get it good oh, in, don't you? Yeah. They have it better than me. Um, you don't get that in Kathy's. <laughs> so, yeah, so the first one was that Joan was buying it and Phil was like, oh, tell me more. And then uh, yes. Sam was like, oh, but I want to Peggy's and he's like, well, then get her ahead and sell it. But then, yes, Sam, absolutely. <laughs> but then Sam messed up by missing her appointment because she had all of her possessions so thrown out onto the street. True. She really is. All her possessions thrown out on the street because her boyfriend in Spain had uh, basically dumped her uh, without her telling. her telling. I mean, was she that, are you that surprised that she was dumped considering that no, there no. wasn't even a hint that he existed until the moment that that Spanish fan arrived and well, exactly. that, as you alluded to, that that very personal picture of Sam I mean, that was painted. And Shrimpy loved that painting Oh, as well. Shrimpy was, was delighted. Shrimpy was going through his wages, trying to see what he'd made from the day to see whether he could afford to buy it. Shrimpy was a fan. Um, <laughs> it, took, it, it put Sam Mitchell up as the new sort of queen of self-portraits, isn't it? Because I always had, I always gave that title to Kiara. Do you remember her? I loved Kiara, the Irish woman who had a massive portrait of herself on the wall in her own I house. Remember. Loved oh, her. Absolutely loved her. <laughs> Bring her back, I say. Especially if Ada Maguire's name was being floated around in storylines at the moment. That was a wasted opportunity because she was Campus Christmas and I absolutely loved her. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, why is Sam Mitchell, of all people, got this bloody naked portrait of herself? <laughs> Where would you put that in a home? Where would you hang that? A picture of yourself naked. Like, I imagine, you know, there's the internet for that sort of thing. I can imagine Sam Mitchell being on OnlyFans <laughs> or something. But hanging a massive portrait of herself that's been painted. Do you reckon she has to pose for that? <laughs> well, I guess. Uh, unless unless the artist did it from memory. Maybe her boyfriend was the artist. And he was the one who painted it off. Yeah, maybe. No, I don't mean Sam had to post that. Obviously, Sam had to post that. But you well, reckon Sam, that Kim... Oh, had, you mean the actress had to post, post that? Yeah. Kim, Kim yeah. Um, on a Sunday. On, yeah, just... <laughs> On a day off, she thought, yeah, yeah. maybe it's a personal collection of her own. Maybe she owns it herself. Maybe, thought, maybe. Do you want to use you know? this? Do you want to use this? You know, like June Brown used to do. She used to bring it into her own house. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> June Brown, God rest her soul. Um, and yes. she kind of still worked on the show. And, uh, you know, yeah. she used to steal things from the show yes, as well, didn't she? Things she liked. She stole, stole the Sam Mitchell painting yeah. to go with that. Maybe a strange occurrence. Very we'll strange indeed. <laughs> but um, Sam's are. also been tasked to get money back off of Denise. Because Denise has been told uh, yes. that she owes them the money back because the part of the plan, part of the pact was that if she had money to invest in back into the salon, that she had to stay stum about all Phil's going on and uh, and about Kim's, whose name eludes me now, and because I'm awful with names, but uh, her, thank, not Howie, her, her husband. Who's? Uh, oh, Vincent. Vincent, thank you. Vincent's uh, death. But she yes. didn't keep quiet um, because she... No. Because like, she felt like physically, she physically can't. Kim, Kim was begging her to try to tell the truth, wasn't she? So you yes, can't kind of blame yes. her for that. No, you can't blame her, her for that, really. Blood's thicker yes. than water. Blood's, and, Mitch, and Mitchell should understand that. But on this occasion, because the Mitchell wants to buy the club, he doesn't understand it. And so has given 
Sam the task. And she's been quite, she's kind of poking the bee's nest quite often, isn't she? She's kind of toying yeah, with it, a like a bit. cat with a toy, you know, she's like a mouse. You know, she's mm. constantly kind of saying things. And unfortunately, Denise has kind of lost a lot of money this week because Kim decided to advertise that she had over thousands and thousands of worth of uh, equipment in the salon and then just left it unattended. Yeah, <laughs> so... and that robbery, I tell you what, they took everything, didn't they? They even took the good microphones. Out of the out of the salon that week, so audio the, audio that was, week. the audio was bad in the scene, wasn't it? They, it wasn't the, these it, will yes. take these will take anything these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, so yeah, all that's going on. This story, this 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 whole thing is mad because I I love the fact that Sam at the end of the week when Denise eventually eventually turned around and went, do you know what? Get out of my house. You know, I would have said that a lot sooner. And Sam had the actual nerve to look surprised. Like, what do you mean get out of your house? I'm only asking for 50 grand. What's your problem, love? What's yeah. your problem? Standard. Uh, honestly. So, <laughs> so, yes, I struggle to think how Denise is going to get hold. Mind you, I don't struggle to think because it's a soap. And characters in EastEnders can always pull 50 grand out of nowhere if necessary. Um, <laughs> like, because obviously, because obviously the salon goes through peaks and troughs. We've discussed this before. They have some weeks where the salon is doing amazing and there's no, there's no vacancies or no, those customers got, now I'm afraid we're fully booked for at least the next six months. You can't. Yeah. But empty, empty salon. empty. Yes. This is all just for display purposes only. (laughs) The people are invisible. We're very, very small. Yes, exactly. Uh, Yeah. Borrowers haircuts. Uh, So, yeah. So God knows where, God knows where uh, Denise is going to pull 50 grand out of her ass from. Um, But, I, I am struggling now because Raymond apparently is not on Phil's radar anymore again. No, because no, no. Phil Spence. Are you Phil Spence no, of course I'm not because Phil spent so long trying to get Raymond back, and mm. now the situation has changed. Oh, screw what, what happened to these visit? You know, quite reasonably, turn around to him. Well, what about Raymond? Yeah, what about it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Money, 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 club, yeah, club. <sighs> So there we are. That's them film. Uh, so I mean, I am intrigued. Actually, I may take the mic, but I am actually genuinely intrigued as to know what is going on with Phil in prison. Because, like I say, I like nervous Phil because nervous Phil's are always yeah. quite interesting. Because if Phil's nervous, and that means something quite big might be occurring, I, mm. you know, I, mean, I, I, I remain hopeful. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I, I think Phil's. The thing is, when Phil's nervous in prison, he kind of gets even worse. Kind of like pulling the gears outside of prison. Well, this when, is the and, thing, isn't it? And he's getting to the point where he's getting like, you know, mm. I'm not. No offense to fans of Phil on you know listening like right now, but yes. So, well, yes, but you know I'm not a huge cheerleader of Phil. I think he's I know, he's expired. Yes. I feel like his time has come, um, and it's just like things like, like this. Yes. But that's why we have podcasts. Exactly, different opinions. Differing opinions. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Isn't what it? a world we live in, eh? Um, and we still talk to each other. We don't have to block each other. Just no. No. <laughs> I've not been dazzled yet. Yes. Yes. But um, I just feel like this is just standard Phil. Like you said, oh, he doesn't care about Raymond. Of course he doesn't care about Raymond. All Phil cares about is Phil. Um, well, uh, just. <sighs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that side. However, I am quite intrigued by the idea that, you know, if you're in prison, I would imagine in a place like prison, there is, no matter what atrocities you have been thrown in prison for, there is always someone that's going to be more dangerous than you. And when mm. Phil is, you know, in Albert Square, Phil is usually the one that's regarded as the most dangerous in Wolford because Phil doesn't care who, who, who if you know, if Phil wants no. something, then he will well, he will walk around with his drain pipe and he rips off a wall and, you know, yell and crash and bang into things and all that sort of thing. <laughs> Phil doesn't care about any of that sort of thing. But when he's in prison, he has no access to drain pipes to rip off walls. He can't ex- no. access his, he can't access his under the stairs cricket be- uh, baseball bat either. So no. he's, he's not got no. access to that. <laughs> so I'm quite intrigued by the notion that Phil is in a scenario and in a location where he is surrounded by people that are more dangerous than him. 
Um, you know, he can't do a lot when he's on his own. That's the thing about Phil these days. And I think he realises that. I would be quite interested in seeing a story where Phil realises and sort of questions his own mortality when it comes to that sort of thing and sort of realises that he's not invincible anymore and maybe prisoners put that yeah. in his head. I'd quite like that. Sounds a little bit too character-based. I, to, uh, well, to yeah. Here, but we'll I, see. We'll see. You never know. I feel, never that, know. I feel, I feel that's a lovely thought. And if they were to do that with Phil, I'd love that. But yeah. I, I don't think they will. Happen, no. But they might. But they might. Hey, and that's the dreams. thing. We live in hope. We do. We have we our do. dreams. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk... We're going to talk about a couple of very small stories now before we get to the big one. Um, first of all, then, Stuart. Stuart uh, is yes. still having uh, issues with baby Roland. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, Rainey's beginning to spot it now. And Stuart lied. Instead of saying that he's finding it very difficult to comfort Roland. Um, uh, and not say it now, can you? No, I can't. It's physically can't. impossible for you to say <laughs> Roland. You can't say it. Anymore, Roland? So Roland? Roland? Have a biscuit if, anyone, if, any, if anyone has missed the episode where Alex explained why he oh, does Oh, someone this, asked last week. Yeah, someone, someone asked, asked on the, the comment section and explained yeah. to, anybody, to anybody who it might is. have missed the reference and thinks you're okay. just mad. Long story short, basically, there was a character on Grain Show in the 80s called Roland. And his best friend <laughs> used to basically call her, they always say, Overmind. Hello, Roland! You're at Roland! And so it's I the just... most obscure niche <laughs> reference you could possibly imagine. <laughs> And yet, but, this is what you've. And this is the sort of stuff you drag out and apply it on a general conversation. It's amazing. <laughs> yet, Rainy Stewart's is. child is now forever blessed Roland. and christened. And now, because Roland. he says it, and now he because he says it every <laughs> single time, I now say it because it's gone into my head. Like Di Gaffney, both of us didn't have a clue what that character was called, but was actually called by no. the time he left. Didn't have a clue. Did not have a clue. And Here yet, Gaffney was Gaffney will Gaffney. forever be. He should forever come back known. as well, Di Gaffney. He should. I'm yes, we'd him. love that. Yes, and but as long as they change, he's married a woman called Gaffney who wants her. Who wants her name in the marriage? Well, Daph- Daphne Gaffney. Daphne Gaffney. <laughs> Daphne Gaffney. <laughs> no, but you said her name was Daphne. Daphne no. Gaffney. <laughs> that married a woman who's called Gaffney, but wants him oh. to change his name too. So yeah, that's what I do. There you go. I like Daphne. Anyway, Gaffney. Daphne Gaffney. That works. So, anyway, so, carry on. So yes. Yeah, so basically, what are your thoughts yes. about Stuart lying to Rainey? So instead of admitting that he well, can't get close to the baby, he's basically yes. said he's been getting the drugs off the internet, the painkillers, mm-hmm. and he's been taking more than she's been giving him. So he's, he prefers yes. that she thinks that he's a druggie than <laughs> someone not a very good father. Isn't that just the male thing? So, oh, yeah. you know, that's what they're working on again, isn't it? Like anybody <laughs> who, any man that has any issues on, on TV, it's always to do with masculinity. It always boils down to masculinity in the end, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is going well. I don't mind this story at all. I'm quite enjoying it. Um, it's I have a feeling it's going to be one of those stories where, from the next couple of weeks, it's just going to be it's going to be a little frustrating in places because it's just going to be us waiting for the writers to decide just now the right time for the story to move on because that's sort of what these stories end up doing sometimes, isn't it? But you know, on the whole, I I like it and I think it's interesting. Um, male postnatal depression, not something I know anything about, and frankly, something I'm very unlikely to ever really know anything about. Um, but I I am intrigued to know kind of where it's all going to go. I hope I've said this before, but I hope this is going to be the time for you know the halfway fam, the highway family. Sorry, I always do that. <laughs> the highway family to to really come together and actually become a full on family. You know, including Callum, who I know is going to have other issues to deal with quite soon yes. i know that i know that <laughs> callum's going to be pulled from pillar to post over the next few months isn't he bless him um, but 
but this is this is Vi's chance. This is Vi's moment. I'm there. I'm there for Vi to have a moment. I'm there for Vi to moment kind of she will have change, hours. Sway me over. Sway me over. Persuade <laughs> yep. me to make me think that Vi, Vi don't let me has down a place here. in that house. Don't let me yeah. down here, babe. Gwen Taylor, you do your thing and show them <laughs> what on, I've babe. been saying all along. Come on, Gwen. Come on, Vi. Do your thing. Um, yes. Yeah, so what's Rainey's next move from here then? Because she now is sort of under the impression that, that Stuart's been pulling off painkillers on the internet. Could you do that? Is that a thing? Yeah, you of course you can. Can you? Yeah, you get everything you like on the internet. You can, honestly, you can. I'll have a look on Amazon when we're done. See what I can get I don't think of. you'll be looking at Amazon. But yeah, you can. You can You can pretty much pull any kind of prescription medicine. It's, it's quite a problem, well, actually, because a lot of like dietary pills... Uh, bought on the internet. Well, well, you know, Bernie and Tiffany. Bernie should have been. Bernie should have been out there. Well, yeah. she wasn't though, wasn't she? She was getting it off. She was getting it through um, poor old uh, uh, dearie me, Tiffany. Thank you. you. I'm right, very mate. tired. I've had a very long week. <laughs> I have had a long, long week. week. I have. I've been on my, in the office on my own, so it's, it's been a long week. Responsibilities. I know, and I can't deal with responsibilities. It's no. bad enough. Had enough seen, having a you've cat. seen enough of him, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I like this. So, yeah, Rainey's next move is now presumably going to be... Uh, well, Stuart's plan is for Rainey's next move to be, right, well, now you can't have the baby, so I'll look after her, Vi will look after her. Anybody that is within a five-mile radius will be able to look after her, because that's Rainey's way at the moment, except yeah. you. So... <laughs> Which kind of gives Stuart a bit of breathing space, doesn't it? While he works out what exactly the hell is going on in his head. Because I do not believe for a single moment that Stuart is the sort of person that might sit there and consider, maybe I've got male postnatal depression. He won't understand that at all. He will just physically feel... Because Stuart beats to the sound of his own drum in a lot of ways, doesn't he? So he's the sort of person that would sort of just think, well, I'm panicking, I don't know what to do, and clearly I've got no attachment to this child, so this was all a terrible idea, so Rainy needs to dump me, and then everything will be fine. (laughs) I assume is his plan. I mean, this is it, because he, he wouldn't admit he had, even when he was told he had breast cancer, he wouldn't no. admit he had breast cancer. So I think even when he's told, because it's funny, isn't it? They're kind of throwing all these kind of, uh, these illnesses um, or, or, you know, diseases, which would not, which did not necessarily link to men, to for yeah. Stuart. Stuart, whose masculinity is probably one of the most, you know, of, of a square of very masculine men who are all like, yes. oh, lads, men, men, beer, tankard, yeah, let's go. Food and veg, all right. Um, and, and, you know, Stuart is kind of like... All right. <laughs> My Martin of Fruit, veg, potatoes, melons, <laughs> uh, dragon fruit. Have your five a day. Give them here. Juggle them. Here you go. Great, catch great. them in your bag. Any old graves, any old graves, any, any, any old graves. Comes out with like buttoned hat. <laughs> but, um, but yes, yeah, so, so, so I feel bad for Stuart, bless him. He's, yes. He's, he's, his masculinity is yet again in question. Challenged. And I think this is, yes. it's going to be, it's going to be a bit scary for him once again. Uh, another small story also this week is that Stacey visited Jean. Um, oh, I loved was, this. I did too, actually. Yeah, and I yeah, love yeah. the fact that Jean was pleading with Stacey to let her go home. And Stacey yeah. had to kind of bite it and well, say no. Yeah, but well, Jean knows. Well, Stacey knows that, you know, she will have probably said exactly the same things to, to you know, because Stacey's been in this situation. So I yes. love that whole sort of thing. If both of them know that the other one has been in that situation. And both of them know that there was resentment there when it had to happen to them. But both of them knew that they had to be there for their own good. So Jean is going to be somewhere in Jean's mind will be the fact that I had to put Stacey in this situation. And I know it's for her own good. So I can't really argue that much against it. I love the fact that she, it's like Jean's basically implying that, shady, that Stacey's put her in shady pines. You know, like yes. so I was six hours I had to wait for a clean cup. They make them wear, they make us wear the dirty ones as shoes. 
Um, and she's got some rivalry going on with the woman in the next she room. Has. She has. She hasn't made friends, like, has she? That's, not made that's any a, friends in that place. Yeah, that's a spin-off. There you go. The, the, the Adventures <laughs> yeah. of Walford General Psychiatric Ward. Love that. At the um, moment, we're doing more stories off the square than on the square. So we've got one oh, in prison. We've got one off the... Honestly, are you suggesting that they... like a Marvel-type universe for <laughs> right Just leave it to us. We've got everything that we're looking, we can throw at you. Everything. Every idea under the hat. There um, I did feel sorry for Jean, but it did feel like she, as you say, she was manipulating Stacy quite heavily. And Stacy, but I don't think Stacy saw through it. I, th- I, I, I think no. Stacy believed what Jean was being honest. But I yeah. think from viewers, we knew that Jean was kind of, because as soon as Stacy kind of said no, Jean went back to being that kind of very cold and kind of like, oh, yeah, just walked me? away. Why yeah. have you visited me? Stay stole my slippers. Yeah. You don't do anything about it. Why would you? And so, again, so, yeah, you're right. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad there's aftermath. Like, you know, right. If we look back at Isaac, where there was nothing, Who? you know, he just exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. He got mentioned this week. He got mentioned. He got dropped. Like, in. Yeah. He's like, oh, really? Yeah. Is, is this just, is this coming? Just like the, char- <laughs> just like the character himself dropped. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Bless him. Poor Isaac. Um, yes. Yeah, so I like. So yeah, this is all still ticking along. Lovely. It, it's doing what we sort of expected and what feels you know fairly right because it has been quite a heavy storyline like heavily featured for the past few months so it, it feels right that the story is sort of taking a back scene will occasionally just kind of almost pop in on Jean and see how she's getting on yeah. I don't know how long she's going to have to be in that psych ward for Norman, these sorts of stories tend to be like around a, a couple of weeks or so or a few weeks or so so maybe about a month and then she might come out and then we'll sort of see the next stage of it and see how Jean and Stacey's relationship is after that because I do believe there's going to, have to, there's going to be work to have to be done with Jean and Stacey's relationship because a lot of mud has been slung a lot of hurtful words have been said from Jean's yeah. perspective into, uh, from Jean's side especially so yes I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out but Gillian Wright who by the way is up for um, a British Soap uh, Award nomination for Best Actress so please send us fans get on that website and give out the award she would get her yeah. the award that she deserves go on <laughs> go on she, she really does she really does she was I amazing Gillian Wright and she has been amazing her. But then she's never not amazing. Whenever they give no. Gillian Wright, she always plays it every time, 100% perfectly. So, yes. Love you, Gillian. Get out there and start so voting vote for, for Gillian. The Super Vote for Gillian. So we're coming to the big one now. Uh, <laughs> and we're not talking about Ben. <laughs> Christ. I know. It's time to talk about... I mean... It's, uh, it is Ben. It is Ben. Yeah, well, maybe it is Ben. We're, we are talking about the Ben story. We're talking about the Callum and, uh, you know, <sighs> okay. the going on with Lois, Lois, Lewis, Lewis and... Lois. Peter, Peter. <laughs> it's our second Family Guy <laughs> reference this week. There you go. And Jay and Kathy. Um, I mean, I, I don't really want to kind of talk about the story because I think right. we're just going to talk about it, how we're going to, like, say our feelings about it. Because we're Let now say... on the road. We're starting yes. with... The, the, the story that got leaked a yes. couple of weeks ago. We're, we're on rape happened. road now, aren't we? Officially. We are, we are, we are. Um, right, so let me say, I, what I want to say straight off the bat is, I am reminded, the way that we're both feeling about this story, uh, I'm sort of reminded of uh, Grey Era, and my Hi. thought process is, remember how much us moaning for months and months did? Because <laughs> 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 of how the direction <laughs> the storyline went. Didn't go anywhere, did it? So... We both know we're unhappy about it. We both know we didn't want Lewis to be a rapist. However, this is the path we're now on. So let's... let's just sounds like not... you're calming me. Into kind of I am. Here. Well, I am. I am. <laughs> All I'm saying is there's no point in us moaning every single week about the fact that we don't like the way it's gone. All right? I know. Because but... both of us are unhappy about it. And yeah. yes, both of us are really, really annoyed about the fact that gay representation isn't exactly great in the show at the moment because the first happily gay person that comes along it, you know, in years, years, turns out to be a bloody rapist. 
But not just you that. Know, that's though, the, that's a frustrating thing. But he says, so not just not just that the, the, the ultimate goal is that he's there's a rape story coming. And also, yes. can I just say that? And this is a spoiler. So fast forward thirty seconds if you don't want to hear this. But I called it as well when I said on Twitter that I bet you a million pounds that the 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 it ends up happening in the club. The the Albert upstairs exactly where Kathy had been raped. Oh, did you around. not? Did you not know that that was what was going to happen when you no, said it, that tweet? No, I didn't. Not oh, I thought that was actually, I, just, I thought that was Because I know. <laughs> no, no, no. I had no idea. Wow. I had no idea. And I tweeted it thinking, I bet you that's what's going to happen. And it's exactly what's going to happen. It's so, it's so predictable and cliche. So that's another reason why I'm very I upset know. about it now. I know. But I just hate, <clears throat> I hate the fact that they've introduced this character, Lewis. And he's such a happy, confident gay man. I'm just repeating. I know I'm a broken record Although, here. And in a matter since... of a couple of weeks... Since he, that he's been yeah. announced as his rapist, he's not anymore, is he? Have you noticed? Ever since they announced <laughs> the storyline, he's now wearing leather. Like, yeah, like, he's become really dark all of a sudden. Instantly creepy. Like he was such a happy kind of chappy before. Now, in, and now the second they announced the storyline, it's like he went to wardrobe. It's like right now it's it. Now I'm in rape mode. And like he's, <laughs> he's turned on, like pulls on this really, like really like tacky leather jacket, and it's got his hair all greased down, and just looks dark. And and it's kind of like instantly sort of like oh I guess we don't trust you now then it's yeah. such oh it's because such he was a shame he, the fact that he was he's like when he first met Ben he was almost just a friendly comfort to Ben he kind of talked to yeah. him but now he's actively he actively wanted to have an affair with Ben like he See, went out of his way this week to do it he, he yeah but that I don't have an issue with if if imagine this week without the without the fact that we knew where it was going to go. Yeah, because this is this actually is what I, I if you remember when we first started talking about Lewis and, and the, in in, in yes. those happy in those happy days when we were excited about Lewis, lighter times, in lighter times when we didn't know what was coming, um, you know we were excited and I was kind of like oh my god he's going to be a gay Irish Janine I'm so excited like look at where it's going he's going to actually try and break up Balam I love it I love it I love it because I was actually really excited by the idea that because for me Callum um, and I'm so I can I can see the pitchforks on the horizon I apologise for this for me Callum in recent months has become quite a 2d character in a, in a lot of ways like it, it nothing to do with tony clay's performance whatsoever no. and, and and let me point out as well nothing that we are moaning or saying about is is reflective on the actors involved whatsoever because all three of them no, i know will not will knock this out of the park in <laughs> yeah. fairness won't they all three of them will you know that's never up for debate um but, you know, for me, Callum had sort of gone a little bit sort of in uh, recent So I was quite excited about the notion that he had a rival and that that would put a bit of fire underneath Callum and give him like a love ride. But it hasn't. But it's not going to do that. Hasn't, well, has we, it? Well, because he was stood at the door when he saw Ben and Lewis kissing. He just stood there doing his normal kind of like puppy dog. <laughs> 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 and so I mean, he just... I think that Callum... Sorry, I just want to say, I think that Callum perhaps is being two-dimensional and I, I i completely see where you're coming from with that and i think it's because they're just putting so much onto ben that it's almost like well, Callum's yeah. now kind of watered down as this kind of lapdog well, type partner to ben that well, he can't not be anything other yeah. than two-dimensional i've sort of realized that this is in in a lot in some ways this is sort of quite historical in terms of just mitchell partners you know you could almost put sort of callum well, in the realms of lisa and tiffany oh God, just yeah. people that are treated like dirt yeah. To be, uh, to be, you know, it's. I, I think that kind of that thing that um, uh, was it Sharon who said it about being, you know, Mitchell Love. Mm. It's quite prophetic, really. Nothing wasn't quite it? like it. There's nothing quite like it, and there really isn't anything like Mitchell Love, is there? Because when you're <laughs> in bed with a Mitchell boy, 
your life is going to be hell, it transpires. <laughs> and Callum is no exception to that. You know, the sexuality thing, that's irrelevant. If you're getting with a set with you're getting with a Mitchell boy, good luck to you. Um, and we'll talk about that kiss briefly, because but let's be right, let's say right off the bat, Ben leaned in for that. Ben was Oh, not, Ben was just as guilty it's as not, Lewis. It's not Absolutely. like we've seen we've seen failed kisses over the time. We've seen somebody take a sort of you know, view of okay, this is when I kiss you, and then the other person's like, uh, what the hell do you think you're doing? <laughs> ben Ben leaned in and then decided to go, Lewis, 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 Lewis. I may occasionally go out and beat people up because I perceive them as bigots. I may occasionally beat them to a pulp. I may <laughs> partake in the odd bit of human trafficking. I may hang a person from a bridge and threaten to kill their children in front of them. I may hire a hit person. To kill members of my family, Billy but Mitchell. cheat on Callum, cheat on <laughs> Callum. What do you think I am? I would never go past that standard. <laughs> that's that's a new low for me. Honestly, what do How you think I am? You? Cheat on Callum and annoy the Ballum fans. I think not. <laughs> I mean, Lewis. I don't think we can blame Lewis, though. I completely agree with you. I think Ben was <laughs> just yet. as much to blame yet, for that. No, no, well, no not well, yet. No. Not at this point. But I think I mean, that Lewis it kind is... of led. It kind of yeah. led up to this point because like Ben was kind of talking to Lewis the, the whole time and kind of did, almost in his own mind making an excuse for himself for why well, it's yeah. okay to flirt with Lewis. Well, like, this he, is like, the thing. At one point he says like really insulting, which was like Callum can't feel the same way as him because Callum didn't grow up being it's out and like gay. Going out, it's basically like going out with a straight bloke. Yeah. And, and it's like Callum for all straight... this, doesn't he? Yeah, this but is... Callum, it's, it's a Callum, sorry. Callum, <laughs> so right, Callum... no, this is what we get. <laughs> <laughs> just because Callum wasn't out doesn't mean he wasn't full of acts when he was younger. And I just no, think that's such an awful not. thing to kind of portray that someone would think that way. Because as a as a gay, as a young gay person watching EastEnders, seeing that yeah. line, witnessing that being portrayed in front of them, they might that's think to helpful. themselves, oh, well, not even the gay community want me out. Not even yeah. the gay community want me to come out. It's it was such a, a horrible thing line. About... This is the thing about Ben, though, isn't it? This mm. is the thing about Ben Mitchell as a character and why this storyline is going to be tricky, I think, if you are not, you know, sort of, no offence, but if you're sort of not blinded by the, the marvel and the amazingness that is Balam, okay? The problem is, Ben, at the best, at his worst, Ben is a very difficult character to sympathise with sometimes. If you think oh, about yeah. the history... And then what tends to happen is that it will make Ben a horrible person for a bit and make Ben do something really bad and unforgivable. And then what they will do is have Ben go through something utterly traumatic so that we are sympathetic towards him again. And there was only so many times you can do that before yeah. we're sort of like, oh, enough, like kind of like, we get it. We're right. We get it. You have, we, you can think of no other character on EastEnders who falls into complex than Ben Mitchell, all right? Ben Mitchell is a very complex character, okay? And there are more layers to him than 17 onions, all right? We get what you're trying to say <laughs> to us, all right? But like, Christ alive, this is going to be tricky. This really is. And I don't understand how this how this homophobia vigilante thing gels with what is to come. I don't, I don't get I that. Know. I don't I don't understand how the two sort of coincide together. I mean um, the only thing I can think of is, is that from Ben's perspective, if he's if he's been attacked by but again, this doesn't make it right thing to show. If he's being attacked by a gay man mm. as well as straight a straight guy, does that make him even more kind of like confused and so then we've then we're in even more of a perplexing scenario where we're going to have to think to ben well in ben's mind he's now can't he can't trust gay people he can't trust straight yeah, that's what i, I mean, mean. Like, it's like what is that what? your answer is that, the, that. is that the answer to this story is that the answer to yeah. this character's journey on this story so you've got a character who is going through 
terrible internalized homophobia. And yet he's not going through internalized homophobia because he's almost doing his own version of sanctimonious with it all, <laughs> isn't he? Where he's basically saying to anyone that will listen, you don't know what it's like to be gay, including you, Callum. You don't know what it's like to be gay either. I know we stick together, but <laughs> no you don't one knows understand. What it's like you to be don't. Gay. No, none of you understand. None <laughs> no of one you understands know. me. No and he sounds knows. like a petulant teenager, doesn't he? He's like, no one ways, understands yeah. me. And, and yeah, he's going school. out and attacking people, including his, <laughs> including Peter. Which can we talk about that for? A, for a, I just swore that. Can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, when, when I saw, oh, the way he fell to the ground, I didn't yeah. even realise it was him until the credits rolled and he was second in line. No, like, Why is it? And then I had to rewind. It was like, oh, it was Peter. I'd have heard it <laughs> like that. That would have been fun, wouldn't it? That would have been interesting. Um, but then Peter was fine the next day. Peter was just walking, walking around, moaning. Was he so though? It wasn't. I mean, it reminded me when he tripped over the bin bag. Remember I when did he tripped think over the bin that. bag. Oh, <laughs> like, give me the pain. Oh, give me the killer. I'm So um, he, you know, he was feeling sorry for himself, and he was yes. milking it in front of Kathy. Oh, yeah. You know, Kathy does, was there, yeah. kind of like going, "Oh, my poor, my poor oh, yeah. grandson." Oh. I mean, player of the week uh, was Jay this week, who yes. uh, sort of uh, basically born. This, I mean, this is the thing I've been missing with Jay and Ben so much is the relationship between Jay and Ben and how Jay is sometimes the only person on earth who can actually try and go to Ben and talk sense to him and yes. be like, like shake, try and shake some sense into him. And, and actually, in all fairness to him, went to Kathy and said, this is what's been happening. Unfortunately, Callum was there too, which I, was so I think he did that. I, was, I loved that Jay did that. I thought yeah. Jay was brilliant this week. I fully expected Kathy to slap him. was kind of disappointed that she did <laughs> because it seems like the sort of thing that you should have slapped Ben for. Um, uh, so, but this, the other side of this, of course, is now Callum knows about it. This is going to be another time for Callum to be a rubbish police officer, isn't it? Oh, because yes. Callum's now going to keep this a secret. This is whole. <laughs> we can't forget, and I hope they don't oh, forget the... that since Ben has been doing this, this serial attacking around Walford, you know, which of which there's clearly only one attack because they're all connected. Um, like there is now, you know, Callum now knows who did it, and there's apparently in a whole police investigation going on with this is that just going to be kind of faded away like don't worry about that don't, don't worry about yeah, that yeah. please that's uh, do you know what i mean like is that gonna is that is that not gonna be a thing anyone now callum knows or is Callum I... gonna have to arrest him which is technically what i've always wanted since callum became a police officer i <laughs> yes. wanted that moment when Callum. have i not i've, been, I've said that for, for months haven't i <laughs> that all i wanted about if i ever got anything out of callum being a police officer is for the moment that callum has to arrest ben i'd have loved that so is that coming i'd like that before it all goes to craziness in the coming weeks I mean, we know that Wolford Police are blooming awful anyway, Rubbish. and Callum Rubbish. is pretty much on the spectrum of Wolford Police of being quite good to being very, very, very bad. Callum's yes. probably around about there. Quite good. You know. That's, 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 <laughs> quite good. that's complimentary oh, for you. Very, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he's, yeah. he's kind of down on the spectrum. So I don't think he's, I don't think there's any fear of him kind of revealing it. I think Jack is going to ultimately find out. He'll probably find out through Callum. Callum will be like, I can't do that to my husband. <laughs> And Jack will be like, right, you don't have to, I'll do it. And then, yeah, yeah you know he will. You know yeah. he will, because he's so soppy for Ben. I mean, it's his first love, you can kind of understand. You know, he's a baby this gay. Is the thing. This is the thing with Callum, all right, and yeah. why I think I'd love Callum to just grow. It's none of, see, the thing is, none of this argument that we're having about Callum and Ben, again, gels with what we know is to come. It's a completely separate conversation, isn't it? Mm. But the whole thing about Callum, I would love him to grow some balls and actually say to Ben, do you know what? Like the, you are, you are not treating me well. Like the anniversary they had this week. All right, Callum yes. went to a restaurant, and you know said to Ben, "This is where time, place, 
and occasion. This is what because I think like she, he even had to tell. But it's our anniversary, by the way, in case you were wondering, in case you needed to, in case you weren't aware. <laughs> and then Tyler sent Ben, told Ben to come to this restaurant. Ben didn't show up, obviously, no. because he was out getting drunk. Um, and then the next episode on a Ben Mitchell, says, on a Ben mention. Mitchell, yeah, on a Ben <laughs> Mitchell. Um, that's it. There needs to be a recipe book for all of Warford's drinks. I tell you, um, we and, discussed this before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sideline. Um, and yeah, so the next episode, Callum like is saying to him, "Well, didn't show up." Well, didn't even seem surprised. It was like he was expecting <laughs> Ben not to show up. Yeah. That's where they're at right now. Okay, that's and that's their where they seem to have been for so long. Mm. And it's kind and, of like, yeah, yeah. Go on. And and if if we didn't know again, if we didn't know where the story is going to head. I would now just be sat here complaining, saying, oh, we're back on the ballon merry-go-round again. <laughs> so here way. we go. Get, <laughs> so get on board. Ballon, really, is strap it? on, because we're going to have another, yeah, another ballon merry-go-round. They're going to fall out. Strap in, video. not strap on, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sorry. I have a thing about strap-ons, don't I? That's a, Do you? That's a worry <laughs> moment. <laughs> I seem to say it a lot on the show. How long, how but, long, have, you, how long have you had these feelings for? <laughs> since I saw that, i tell you, I tell you how long. It's ever since I saw that picture of uh, uh, Callum on the oh, wall, they got vandalised. They got vandalised by what in I can only assume was Jolly Green Giants. It was halfway <laughs> up a skyscraper, and oh, and like somehow somebody managed to go up there and throw a target on his face. And this is the other thing as well. All right, this is the other thing with this whole homophobia thing that's going on going on at the moment. Like because Ben is kind of being, it's like Ben is being justified for his actions, like wherever he looks, isn't it? Because he will, he will just be walking down the street and someone will just throw homophobic abuse at him. Or he'll yes. see something going on that he doesn't like. It's like they're trying to perceive what, like, if the places where it's it's the worst to be gay in the entire world. It's like they've got Nigeria, <laughs> Russia, Walford. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, it's madness. I can't cope. So why, why is there so much hate for gay people? So in much Warford? hatred. Like, <laughs> I mean, we know we know that there is some scum that lives in Warford. You know, of course. we know. I mean, there's. A, I mean, let's be fair. There's an extremist right wing group floating around Warford, so we True. know that. They, we know that exists. We mustn't but forget them. <laughs> it's like the random kids that walk through the street and just like, yeah, gay's bad, yeah, yeah, and they just stroll off. They're nothing to do with that. They're just dregs of society that Ben Mitchell keeps trying, keeps coming into contact with, and who. Mm gradually becomes Ben's next victim when he decides to go and beat somebody up. But funnily enough, you're saying about the right-wing group, something that came to mind to me a couple of days ago was the fact that obviously we're, we're at the, ultimately, I think, at the end of the story, we, need, we, we, we have to see it from Ben's point of view and forgive him for it, even though you listed all those things he's done. And it's funny because <laughs> at the moment, because of the show, we, we, they seem to want us to be forgiving of people who have done some really horrible things. Well, like Aaron yeah. as well. He wanted a bomb... Yeah. A club, a, a mosque. Although, the difference mosque. is, Aaron didn't. I wouldn't put it past Ben. That's true. That's <laughs> ben, true. ben would have pressed that button because Ben knows what he wants. <laughs> yeah, he would have. He would have, got, he would have collected all the homophobic people in Walford, yes, got them all in the community centre, and then yes. be like, almost like a cartoon, kind of put yeah. down the wire, a TNT block, and go, boom, yeah. and then they, yeah. that would have been Ben. Yeah. Oh, and then he'd, and then he'd have been in a car crash, and we had to. We'd yeah, to and then we'd be like, "Oh well, what he did was justified." Then you know, killing all those thirty people, he he almost died himself, you know, in a car crash. And while he was having the car crash, he was having a fit because he ate some cream, and he's allergic to milk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It sort, of sort of boils down to the big question, the big kind of question overarching all of this: is how do you solve a problem like Ben Mitchell? You know? <laughs> and. The the thing is, you if you need to look at Ben's history, like look at the boy's childhood for Christ's sake. I mean, no child is going to come out well from that. 
from the like, Mitchells, absolutely from the, not. For Phil as a father, and yeah. everything that Phil and Ben have had to go through over the years, you know, ever since Ben was a child and able to have lines, you know, that kid has experienced trauma. You know, but then, but then we know Callum's past as well, don't we? Well, yeah, Callum's not turned Stuart, up back. He had Stuart. No, His dad you know, from he had Stuart, and Pete Stewart, had Stuart because Stuart got in the way. Know, yeah, his yeah. mum left them. He was, she was an alcoholic. You know, so he had yeah. a great. And then Vi kind of rejected them. Didn't want anything to do with their family. You believe like, that? I'm no. sorry, no, but Vi was not any better. No, was not any now. better. She's changed. <laughs> She, all she cares about is the bingo jackpot over her own child, her grandchild. Fair. Fair. Um, so there we are. So I mean, yeah, I mean, this is the thing, and I don't think we, you know, and we need to we need to be careful, and we need we need to be sort of accepting that this is uh, an important story to, that they're about that they're about to begin telling. There are a lot of aspects of it that we don't like because of the logistics of it. The story itself is not something we have an issue with. We should make that very kind of abundantly clear. It's I, the sort of. Well, I mean, do you even have an issue, issue with? Do you? Because, why? Because because I say the represent, representation, the representation. Yeah, but no, that's what I mean. The story itself of male rape, the very the sort of that subject you, itself, the logistics yeah. of it is the things that we have an issue with. Do you think we'd have as much of an issue about this story, for argument's sake, if they mm-hmm. used the same story but they had not planted it on Balam, as in as in a gay no, couple, if they had done all. it? That's what I'm wondering. So if it hadn't been a gay couple and the way it's just kind of being written. As obviously, the, the, you know, a gay person getting raped. Do you think if it had been a straight person Happens. being raped? Because this I is mean, another thing. Again, because this is this is it's, it's almost from what I'm led to believe. And again, I'm sorry, this might be a bit of a spoiler. I apologise. From what I'm led to believe is that this is actually about consent. Where actually the story's not so much. It's that well, like rubies. Yes, from what oh, I, from really? the information I've got, I believe it's more about the consent. That so Ben further, says no, but then he see that's, does that soften it a little bit? Then does that kind of make it a little bit easy? Because the whole thing about the whole thing about if it goes more in the, I mean, right? Because I'm going basing basing this on the David Platt storyline in Corrie, which was mm-hmm. a very cut and dry. David got drugged, got taken to the flat, and was raped. Date rape. Right. That was that you know no consent, no questioning. That was what happened, and this is now how we're going to deal with this character dealing with what has happened to him. Okay, cut and dry. Can't argue with that. That's the story. The whole thing with the Ruby storyline um, was a, a very different thing, and sort of talking about consent and sort of talking about the um, you know who was right in the situation. It took, and I think it, as viewers, it took us a little while to sort of work out exactly what was going on, who we should, and whose side we should yeah. be on. Because I yeah. remember Ruby was quite flighty, but, shall we say? Shall we say in the early, but, in the her early times, wasn't she? Well, and she, there was also that really hilarious, which wasn't funny, but funny scene when she oh, kind she, of did she drug the guy and then she started on doing <laughs> his trousers with scissors. She's like, I'm going to cut his penis off, and Martin stopped her. I mean, yeah, that he got. What but do they then, smoke then, in the East Enders, right? <laughs> do you I don't know. Do you reckon they, they get their drugs from online as well? <laughs> Maybe. That's, <laughs> Honestly, that's how they know. Um, them refer. So. Yes. All right. So if you've if you managed to make your all your way through this entire conversation, you'll, you'll be <laughs> fully aware of uh, our views on the matter. Please let us know in the comment section below. This this is what I want to avoid going forward because <laughs> it was heavy. The grey stuff. All right. It got heavy where we were both moaning about it every single week. All right. We are aware of the logistics, and we are aware is it's, it's not what we're happy about. Okay. Yes, I do think that if there is another way of telling the story in terms of consent, then that might be easier. If Lewis like starts putting hypnol in Ben's drinks, then that's going to be you know pretty cut and dry. Cut and dry, yeah, yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Personally, I think I would prefer it. There was a bit more of a consent thing towards it because at least that then sort of 
it adds yeah. another, an extra interesting layer to it rather than it I, just I, being I agree, a traumatic then it, event to throw on Ben again. I don't know. Yeah, because it, it it stops being it stops being quite as dark as it as yeah. it could be. But this yeah. is this is only this is only good because also I kind of it kind of solidified my my theory of that because the way that Ben then I know he joked and said like Ben had kissed him and then Ben was like, well, actually, no, I bet not. Yeah. So, but Ben did, ben, ben, ben did then say no to Lewis. So now is this kind of the, the signal to for us to think that when it comes to this, Lewis well, yeah. will be like, oh, actually, well, no, I do me. want this. You kiss yeah. me. You've led me along. So, and, and, and so Ben would say, cause obviously if you're in, you know, very precious uh, yeah. situation like that, it's, it's, tricky to kind of I mean say. yeah this is the thing that kiss I think might be quite kind of instrumental in the way that the storyline's going to go isn't it because yeah. if that had been a moment of you know Lewis leans in uh kisses Ben Ben sort of slaps him with a glove and walks out <laughs> and goes back and goes back to Callum and Lewis sort of glares after him angrily and, uh, and you know evil rapist Lewis begins I will have him whether he likes it or not but what you've got here is actually the fact that Ben definitely responded to that kiss there's no question about it he closed his eyes leaned in and you know Kissed, he kissed Lewis. He definitely kissed Lewis, and mm. Callum will be completely right in whatever pottery he decides to throw at Ben in the next episode, right? Because that <laughs> he witnessed what he thinks he witnessed. Um, so that's going to be interesting moving forward. I think that kiss might be quite instrumental in terms of how Lewis perceives his relationship with Ben moving forwards. Yes. So, as you say, if people have anything to say, then comment below if you're watching this on YouTube. Yes, uh, We'd be do. fascinated to know your comments. Um, and also get in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram and our Facebook group. All the details will be at the end of the show. And we've got a little bit of time left. So we're going to do a little tiny little news story. Oh, three <laughs> seconds. Uh, we've got a tiny little news story on I Ain't Want to Gossip. And you know me, I ain't want to gossip. So on Instagram this week, Charlie uh, Wernham, who plays Aaron on EastEnders, yes. had announced that he is filming or has filmed a, a new series of Bad Education. It was a comedy Ooh, series in the UK yes. with Jack Whitehall. They've done a one-off special where Jack Whitehall returns and then they've done a full series where he and another past cast member, uh, Leighton Williams, uh, oh, yeah. return as teachers. So they've basically done a kind of like a next generation for the series. I actually quite liked Bad Education. Oh, I, I don't like Jack education. Whitehall very much, much but you I did not. like the series. No, I don't, but I did like it. Quite a similar. lot of people say I look like him. So you maybe it's, there's an yeah. irony there. <laughs> um, but I yes, like so Christopher he's... Biggins either for the similar reasons. I get told <laughs> like him all the time. I'm sorry. But um, but so how do you... So he's obviously been off filming that. That's why he's not been on EastEnders. I take it that they're kind of going to show the series very soon. How do you well, feel about that news? Because it could mean that Aaron might not be a full-time character anymore. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, but then, we, you know, you sort of think about how much how much can you get out of a character who is a right-wing extremist? Like, do we, do you, <laughs> is, that, is that a character that has longevity about him? I don't know. Well, actually, it, a character going away um, and filming a sitcom and then coming back isn't unheard of. Because if you remember, in the early 90s, uh, Wendy Richard used to go away and film Grace in Favour, which was the spin-off oh. where you being served. You said I come out with odd uh, references. That's a you know, huge odd reference. <laughs> well, it's just something I... Uh, and, and yes, I knew you knew what I was talking about. <laughs> I did. Yeah. So, um, so it's not unheard of. And it, and to be fair, it's a BBC production. So it's not like, you know, it's it, it's probably quite easy for them to sort of work out the logistics of it. So um, this is the thing. If, if Aaron was like a character that, 
you know, we were ho- we could see staying around for years, then it, it, this might be a kind of different conversation. But I just, okay. I don't know what, I don't know where they're going with Aaron. I don't know what the plan is with Aaron. Are they going to try and reform him? Are they going to try and make him a better person so that he can stick around? I wouldn't mind it because the character of Aaron really interests me. I find him an interesting character to watch. Um, and both of us said that because we both love the Monroes. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm sort of intrigued as to how this is all going to play out. But I do like bad education, so either way, I'm happy. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's nice there to see are. Charlie Wernham doing, you know, other productions. He's a great actor. Um, great I just, actor. I just was a bit worried when I read that news because I thought that, like, you know, if he, if a second series came around, I don't know how tricky it is to film comedies. I think they film quicker, don't they, than dramas? Like oh, when yeah. you're filming a drama. Um, I mean, like a like a, ser- a serial drama, not like a soap. Um, they tend to take six to nine months, I believe. While a comedy, I think you can knock. A, I, I I don't know, but I think you can knock comedies out in about two three months. I believe I could be go. wrong. Let me know. C- get in contact with yeah. me, Jack Whitehall. Let him know. Let in touch. Jack. Please do. Let come know. on, come on twin brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be appreciate it. But yeah, I was a bit worried when I read it because uh, I do like the Monroes, and I, I know a lot of people. Again, I mentioned it when we were talking about the Ben chat. You know, how can you really redeem a right wing supremacist? But I wouldn't You'd mind them trying to find a way. They did it with Stuart. They're doing. It with You'd ben. be surprised. Yeah, let's let's, yeah. let's let's find us a way. Apparently, we're a forgiving lot of the Ari Stenders viewers. We'll forgive anything. <laughs> <laughs> we really will. We really, really will. will. There we are then. So, heavy discussion at the end there. Um, please do let us know your thoughts. We are quite happy to be told we're wrong, as we are quite often. So, if you if you wish to tell us that we're wrong, or you wish to involve yourself in any of the discussions, then you can do the following. Contact us on Twitter and Instagram at Walford Weekly. You can find us on Facebook at Walford Weekly Podcast. On YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe, click the bell to get notifications about our spoiler videos. And you can listen to us on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, or any of your favourite podcast sites. You can email us at robwalfordweekly at gmail.com or the other guy, Jack Whitehall at walfordweekly at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. I don't get much reply from that. No, but yes, right. please do. Like get they ever did anyway. No, so <laughs> that's true. That's true. I am awful on my email. You know, I was so having a good bad. lucky streak. I was having a lucky streak. I was doing every yeah. I was doing it every week. He's got a whole office now that he can go to and answer all his yeah. emails. He won't bother. He won't no, bother. Won't bother. I could go to numerous computers and load up a different email on each one, and I still don't bother. But he's now start, he's now got to the stage where he's reading his emails and he's printing them off like in the old days. Like he's pulled a fact. We've had a fax. We've had a fax from <laughs> from Cheryl in Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> we should get a fax number. They are in Japan. They are a big thing in Japan still. Well, move to Japan and start doing one week from there then. I'll do that. We have a listener in Japan. Hello, listener in Japan, by the way. Konnichiwa. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) That thing. There you go. Anyway, thank you very much for listening uh, and watching on our new uh, software. Hopefully this is all going to go fine and tickety-boo from here on in. You might not have noticed a thing. Alex gets excited about this sort of thing, though, so you kind of pander to him. It's the best thing for it. So... (laughs) We'll be back same time next week. We love your listeners and viewers. Until then, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. See you next week. Bye-bye.